Uh, and I'm not. <laughs> and it's okay to be not okay. Oh my god. You know what's not okay is the fucking Discord connection issues we've been having just to record this fucking episode. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I think Anchor just hated my Bluetooth headphones. Oh. When I switched to my regular ones in my computer, which are the ones Discord doesn't like, <laughs> it fixed itself. So that's fantastic. Separate sets of headphones for these are my anchor headphones. <laughs> these are my Discord headphones. Absolutely fucked up. <laughs> we live in a society. It, hey, this might be a little early, but um, if you pledge to our Patreon, you can um provide us the funds to get some of these things fixed. <laughs> And we're talking about not okay today. Yep. Um, uh, this is a fairly newer uh, movie. It came out, what, like over the summer? Yeah, last July. It was one of the first, like, searchlight ones to come out on Hulu since Disney acquired Fox. Mm. That's not important to this. It's just to say that it's another of the more recent phenomenon of being like a big studio budget movie that was released uh, yeah. as a streaming exclusive. Um, I'm just, uh, I don't know this. <laughs> so a little spoiler for, I guess my overall opinion of this movie. Um, when this movie was getting like really talked about, a bunch of people were talking about like, uh, I mainly saw the opinion of, <laughs> and this is, full on exactly what people were talking about when I saw it was I don't know what everybody's talking about this movie was was re- not good this movie was not as good as other people are saying like this is not like um like the end all be all of this kind of commentary uh, and they're like it's really bad and it was insane to me because I never saw anybody like praise this as like the best movie ever and and then I saw people like really disparage this as like the worst movie ever. And <laughs> my opinion is this was an okay movie. I saw a lot of the criticism as well. I did see um like specifically just for the acting of the of our two female leads um mm. being praised a lot, and I do agree with that. Yeah, but I will agree with the overall take of like this is a. I'll say it. I would say it's a good movie. It's not like one of the best ever or anything, but it is a mm-hmm. perfectly good movie. Yeah, like, it did what it set out to do, and it did it well. But it no, didn't it... do anything groundbreaking or anything. No, and it... this take is one that wasn't new anymore by 2022 by any means no i i just i feel like this is such a great like depiction of like the buzzfeed type kind of like millennial gen z work experience in the framework that this is obviously like satirical satirical on top of it like i feel like that's what a lot of people were missing is like it's intentionally at least a little bit cringy in the depictions of everything happening. Yeah. This is not supposed to be like 100% accurate to real people. 
It's a right. comedy. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like obviously very much like a black comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it is focused on some very dark themes and stuff, but it is at the end of the day intended to be a comedy. Oh yeah. And you can tell, and I thought it was really well done. I, I don't think the humor was like typical, like like the 2010s comedies were just Yeah, no, it's teeth grittingly <laughs> like joke. No, uh, yeah, I think it like rides the line well. Mm-hmm. It knows where to take the joke further and where not to. Yes. Um and I think the biggest success of this movie is that like they don't really ever try to actually like make you feel bad for her at all. No. Like from the beginning of the movie, they show you that and it's like you do there is a good arc with like her realizing she's never had any genuine friends or anything, but they show right from the beginning of the movie that that's because she's not capable of being a genuine person. Mm-hmm. She's never like truly allowed herself to be herself and have genuine emotions and genuine connections with other people. She's very much, you can tell that she's spent her entire life curating yes. a persona around being the perfect millennial white girl. Mm-hmm. I And, and like, I think that is the most successful part of this movie. Yes! It was so good at that, and I really, like, I don't understand the criticism of it, because, like, I don't like the main characters. Like, you're not supposed to. You're literally not supposed to. There's, I literally read an interview when I was just looking, because I watched this with Ellie, and she had mentioned that there was, like, originally a different ending for the test audiences that was, like, a lot more brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knows for sure what it is. I'm guessing that she, that after she got doxxed, she actually got killed in the original ending. Um, and I'm glad they changed that, but it's also yeah. like the ending, whether the original or the one we ended up seeing, you were supposed to realize by the end that the actual protagonist of this movie is Rowan. Yes. Like, so people being like, <laughs> I didn't like Danny. It's like, duh, she's horrible. That's the point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's literally insufferable. Like, she's not a horrible person, um, but she's not a great one. And she, it, for it's a lot of the movies, she's a pretty yeah. horrible person. And I do like that at the end, we finally see her make like an actual good decision at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I do like that the movie ends with like actual room for growth and stuff. It's not like saying people like this are incapable of change or anything. It's just like, it's just like, no, she's not going to get a happy ending right now. This isn't going to be absolved within a few days. Like, exactly. There are repercussions for the choices you very willingly made. I thought it was, I, I just, I thought I really enjoyed the depiction of this. Um, I mean, like, obviously, like, I don't know. if I feel like we're too, like, black and white with media right now. And, like, there are times where, like, you need to really, like, set that clear line of when something crosses said line that it shouldn't, you know? But for, like, satirical black comedy on, like, white women behavior, uh, totally (laughs) fine (laughs) to really, like, use 
something really outlandish as like a jumping off point to show how like like terrible this behavior is and i think that's what this did <laughs> it do, i think it just hits that line really really well i mm-hmm. like that is definitely the strength of the movie oh yeah even the joke after she pitched that first article that was really shitty yeah. with like her being sad that she missed 9-11 and all that and then her being like well lena dunham does stuff like this and her boss being like you don't want to be lena dunham Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that just set the tone right away that it's like yeah there's gonna it's, we're gonna talk about some shitty stuff but this is a funny movie oh yeah I and again we've already kind of talked about it but Zoe Dutch fantastic in this role I feel like she knew exactly what this was and she gave that exact energy I loved it oh yeah absolutely uh so not okay um (laughs) it's gonna like the 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 plot is a little um out there but again this is a satirical black comedy it's gonna also the thing is it is kind of out there but not really no not that much i could fully see this happening no exactly because like (laughs) it's just which is what good satire should do satire shouldn't be like so out of the realm of reality it's but. crazy, like just like the modern like it, social it is, media influencer landscape. Yes, like the entertainment landscape is like. Thank God you're not tied to a studio where you have to like make projects that they want, and you can like make stuff that will resonate for like minority groups or like less conventional point of views. Um, <laughs> I guess is the most delicate way I could say that Hollywood turns out the same four movies every year. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, there's on the flip side, there's no one holding you accountable. And the only feedback that you tend to get is, like, from your fans who, I don't, like, people that buy into, like, s- social media um, celebrities really, like, I don't know, it could be biased, but it feels like they're teens who do not like statistically have the best thought processes um, about their actions and what is and is not okay <laughs> they're still learning that social boundary uh, right. and when these like influencers take their feedback from that and they're like oh I, I can keep going and I can get a little crazier with it you should not <laughs> you should not no and that's I really liked like with Rowan warning her that it's like you can have all these fans and stuff and it can turn on you in an instant mm-hmm. and it's like you really should have thought of like thought long and hard about that at that point in the movie before yeah. it got to the point it gets to but I also it's like of course she isn't gonna do that no because she's finally got what she's always wanted <laughs> clickables <laughs> but so our main character of this movie is Danny, uh, she works for basically BuzzFeed. Yeah, <laughs> depravity. Buzz, BuzzFeed Vice kind of marriage. Um, she's a photo editor who thinks that she deserves to be a writer, even though she's not good at writing, mm-hmm. and has never like put a lot of work into it. <laughs> um, she's in love with Colin, who is their resident weed influencer. <laughs> 
Uh, he sucks as a person. Can I say dream job? <laughs> really funny job. I cannot believe the amount of tumblerinas I saw being who were former Teen Wolf girls being like, I forgot how much I wanted to fuck Dylan O'Brien. It's like this is what reminds <laughs> you of that. He you just had to help. shave his hair again. And they're like, oh yeah, the werewolves. <laughs> was, I'm like, you all need intense bring back electroshock therapy (laughs) whatever you're doing right now is not working (laughs) 10,000 volts to your head it makes me makes me feel a little better about my taste because I was like I did not know like what his character or anything in this was and then I started watching and I'm like oh Jesus fucking Christ guys (laughs) Oh my god, I like I really, I'm of two minds here because like, I think back to it I could have, I was very at risk of being a Teen Wolf girly, but it also just doesn't feel like on track with who I was in high school <laughs> Yeah, I, I did not ever watch it or anything I Neo Matrix dodged that bullet <laughs> <laughs> Like he's I don't know, he's handsome, but you Neo Matrix dodged that bullet. I was <laughs> 67 blocks away from that bullet. <laughs> My friend, um, I was, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I was on the tennis team for half of my high school career. Um, and my friend would constantly come to meets with the, like, I don't even know what their school is. Like, the, is Stilinski the ship or is that one of the characters' names? No, that's his name. That's his name okay. is Styles Stalinsky. No way. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> yes. Um, but his she... name is basically Styles Stylesson. That's awful. Oh my god. What the fuck? Yeah, that alone was that alone <laughs> is enough for me to be like everybody who's ever been in this realm. <laughs> Issues. She would always wear the like the lacrosse jersey, like sweatshirt with his name on the back. And so I was like, oh my god, is that because you're on tennis and it's fully not tennis rackets? Uh, and she and she had to explain, she's like, no, I'm just like really in love with Dylan O'Brien um, as the twink werewolf, which is so funny of her. Um, not her most imagine. cringeworthy uh, high school behavior, but again, we were not a normal group. <laughs> <laughs> he's five years older than us, looking like he's still two years younger than us. Uh huh. Like, uh, like <laughs> it's the weed. <laughs> Get help. <laughs> he was vaping so much, <laughs> and he did a good job in this. But I'm like, you mm-hmm. <laughs> not a fuckable job. No. <laughs> It's, this is the most annoying person at any college event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't even go there either. Like you absolutely, like you see him like at comic book club. He's not a he's not a member of this student body. He's just there. <laughs> he's there to talk to you about the he killing joke. He dropped out sophomore year to start selling weed. Mm-hmm. He wants to talk to you about his NFTs. And I just had to set all this up here because he is the reason for everything that happens in this oh, movie. <laughs> that is insane. Of her. It is crazy. Get well soon. I would not. Not for a weed influencer. 
both to Danny and all of the <laughs> several thousands of people I saw wanting to fuck him again after this movie get well soon. God. <laughs> I just the like the only weed influencer where I feel like it is justifiable to want to impress and fuck and possibly even continue a relationship with is if it's a girl. <laughs> no. I think if they're a weed influencer, it's just a no across the board. I might just have lower standards for women. If if you're pretty, um, I'm already like halfway to like kissing your feet. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, if she's a weed influencer, she's not gonna be pretty. <laughs> she's gonna have white girl dreads. Ugh. No. <laughs> and you know I'm right. <laughs> I don't want to think of it. I if forget. his hair was an inch longer, he would have dreadlocks. No, because the the thing that I think about for this character is Justin Bieber in his dreadlock era, quote unquote dreadlock era. No, but it's, it's like so that weed packed. influencer as a genre is inherently unfuckable. It's so nasty, except for when I do it. Anybody, any weed that is listening that wants to sponsor me, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not a problem with weed in general, but <laughs> yeah. But if I get paid to smoke weed by weed More... <laughs> by big weed, I'll sell out for big weed. <laughs> like anybody's gonna anybody's gonna pay me for <laughs> for like talking about their weed off this the podcast. Worst part, though, is, like, that's not even what he's getting paid for. He's no, just he... getting paid by Instagram. For going around the world smoking, smoking weed. weed, it's so funny. Like I, his career perplexes me because it's like he's sampling local weed, or is he bringing weed to other countries and just like being there and I smoking? Think, I think he's sampling weed from the different countries, okay. and he does work at Depravity. Yes, so I assume he's getting paid for that as well. But I would, which is love really funny, to see his writing because it cannot be legible at all like it is no way it's coherent buzzfeed if you're listening hire a weed influencer stat <laughs> and or... put them on the quiz making team <laughs> <laughs> there is no quiz making team you can make a buzzfeed quiz yourself no i know but there are like official ones that buzzfeed makes a lot of the time i really i feel like they're feeding like an AI word base to like a goldfish and they're having the goldfish set up the quizzes for the official BuzzFeed quizzes. Oh no, they aren't. It's the same people who make the listicles. Again, it could be a goldfish. <laughs> they're just using no, like it's a mostly annoying. It's mostly annoying twinks. Well, that's BuzzFeed. It is mostly annoying twinks. No, I know. I'm just saying. That doesn't narrow it down. And this is nothing against annoying twinks. We both at, well, worked with no, an this annoying is everything twink. Against annoying twinks. <laughs> I loved him. He was if my best an, friend. If you're an annoying twink, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He wasn't that bad. To you. <laughs> I dreaded every shift I had with him. <laughs> That's so sad. He was so fun. He still doesn't have any social media. We can <laughs> talk about him all we want. I don't want to. <laughs> we have been through this before. I hated him. 
I've never once had a fond memory of him, except for making fun of him. (laughs) He also wasn't a twink, because by definition of a twink, you can't look like you're 47 years old. (laughs) I'm going to have to remember the timestamp. That feels a little too mean. (laughs) (laughs) It would not be the first time. So anyway, um, <laughs> she's trying to impress Dylan O'Brien. What is this fucking Colin? Colin. Um, so she like she's a photo editor. She has Photoshop skills, um, which is to I say, don't... she's used Photoshop. Another very brief aside, but I only remember his name is Colin because it showed his Instagram handle, and it's literally Weed Boy Colin. That's so funny. <laughs> Weed boy, boy with two eyes. Come on, Weed boy, one eye taken. Yeah, it was. That's so sad. Weed that's boy, where the, one that's eye where the Colin. vice editor who is their weed influencer. His name's also Colin. <laughs> that's a fourteen-year-old who's never smoked before. <laughs> He's just but... got weed socks. <laughs> She's trying to impress him. She is a photo editor, so she can do Photoshop and stuff. And she decides, uh, she briefly is like, well, I'm going to actually go to Paris because she's high as hell because she smoked the Scorpion joint, which is seven joints put together. Love that. She took a fat hit off of it and she does not smoke weed. No. So she's like, I'm going to go to Paris. And then she's like, what if I just pretend to go to Paris? And then she calls her boss and is like, hey, if I had a really good opportunity, could I get a week off? Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Insane. (laughs) Insane. She's already seconds away from getting fired because nobody likes her. Yeah. And again, she keeps trying to write articles (laughs) instead of doing her not doing her actual job. Um, But she starts taking all these pictures around New York and editing them to look like she's in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she posts one uh, at the Photoshop to look like she's at the Arc de Triomphe, and then a huge terrorist attack happens in Paris, um, including at the Arc de Triomphe, um, six minutes after she was allegedly there. There, yeah. <laughs> Um, so she wakes up to like 900 calls and texts and stuff, mostly from her parents and work and what have you. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing the normal thing and being like, yeah, it was kind of cringe, but I was just pretending to be in Paris. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm okay. I got out in the nick of time. She um, literally... I still remember the explosion. Like, she... <laughs> it's... The thing that I was thinking through this whole, like, as soon as the this is the plot of the movie, as soon as this kicks off, I would have been like, no, I was doing the influencer thing of, like, I take the picture and then I post it, like, a while later so that people don't know I'm there and will assault me. No, and that would have worked, too, but it, it, yeah. would, it's like the easiest thing would have just to be, be like, sorry, yeah. and kind of cringy. I'm just in Bushwick right now. Like, I'm at my apartment. Like, it would have been a lot fucking easier. <laughs> but yeah, or, like, this was from a vacation. Like, it's not hard. But. Literally not hard. Insane. 
and likes the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so she fabricates this whole story about like barely making that out of there alive, and starts to get really, really famous. Yep. Um, goes to a support group for survivors of traumatic events that her parents' friend went to after his wife died. Yeah, something. Uh, and she's going there specifically to get research on how to act like a survivor so that she can write more articles. Yes. Um, and she starts to befriend a teenage girl who survived a school shooting and has become like a huge anti-gun activist. Mm-hmm. Um, starts to befriend her after she kind of basically steals this girl's words to write an article about her quote-unquote surviving this. Um, Gets a lot of attention for it. Um, The movie just kind of... We spend a lot of time with her genuinely bonding with this girl while also spiraling further and further into this massive lie. Yeah. Until her coworker Harper... Who is an actual like decent writer? We are led to believe. I honestly don't believe it because this is still BuzzFeed. Yeah. But <laughs> who is a better writer than her? <laughs> and has been suspicious of her the whole time. Looks at her laptop that she just left fully open and unlocked at work. Insane yeah. behavior. But left her laptop fully open and unlocked. So Harper looks at it and discovers that this is all a lie, and confronts her about it. So then she decides she has to come clean um doesn't talk to rowan personally at all because again they have been like pretty genuinely bonding as much as they can be when Mm -hmm. the way they met is through a lie but like this is the closest thing to a friend danny has ever had which is insane because this is a teen (laughs) this is a teen um but but she basically goes in before everybody will come in for work and posts an article just being like, I lied about everything. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then becomes public enemy number one of Twitter for probably a week. Just (laughs) knowing how it usually works in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of the funniest things of the whole movie is her at the end going to a support group for people who have been getting bullied on the internet. Yeah. When, and it's like, I think this is one of the areas where the movie succeeds best is that like, there is obviously, obviously what she did is unacceptable. Oh, and absolutely. like she should be getting called out for it and stuff, but also the reaction of certain people on the internet is also just, absolutely insane. insane yeah and she like gets doxxed and has to move back in with her parents and like um and then she decides that she's going to try to apologize to rowan and like the insane person she is decides that the best place to do that would be at her high school talent show kind of thing i'm still not clear what this event is <laughs> um she but did then get... Rowan yeah, does a she... big like spoken word thing about about Danny basically being like 
this is insanely fucked up of you to do and it like ends with one day I might be able to forgive you but we will never be okay mm-hmm. and then only good decision Danny has made the entire movie she's like okay I'm gonna get up and leave because I'm not welcome here and I shouldn't be here mm-hmm. <laughs> but and I do we kind of like glossed over it is a good chunk of like the big like middle to end part of this movie um after we've kind of realized Colin sucks shit because he because <laughs> he takes her to an influencer party they fuck in the bathroom and he comes within two minutes so that's kind of the end of his <laughs> story yeah. um, is that she is building this relationship with Rowan and we find out at the school shooting that Rowan survived her older sister was also at the school and her older sister died um, and we get a lot of scenes of Danny kind of just being there for her in the context of, like, an older, like, female figure. And then she's also interacting with her mother on top of it um, yes. in, like, a kind of family unit kind of interaction. So it's it's kind of implied that, like, at the very least, Danny is like, well, I'm going to be your new sister kind of thought process, which I feel is very important context for how... Yes fucked up this is (laughs) yes and i was i was gonna touch on that more i just Mm -hmm. wanted to get through like the quick rundown of yeah what happens but yes we can go right into that because that is just genuinely that's the movie and it's like oh absolutely it's the biggest like yeah emotional beat of the movie is like and it's where again it it's extremely fucked up especially there's a point where Rowan has this big rally that she's going mm-hmm. to speak at. That she's really nervous about. So Danny offers to go with her and like talk on stage as well with her. Um, and this is also to me, the most like on a personal level, the most fucked up thing Danny does in this whole movie, because Rowan has never publicly talked about her sister. And she tells mm-hmm. Danny that when she first tells Danny about her sister. And then Danny tells everybody at the rally yeah. about Rowan's sister without like talking to her about that or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's insane and fucked up. It is. It's fantastic, like character writing, though, to really like. Oh, at, fully. at this point, we like, we're under no like. <laughs> like confusion about who Danny is but like it, it's just like it is no it, there's no sugarcoating the kind of person that she is like we know that she's incredibly self-centered and she doesn't because of who she is and her background we know that her parents are rich we've seen it <laughs> um, she's never really had to consider like anything else um, so- I mean like we, and we have little moments of that throughout, but that is the moment that really, like, mm-hmm. not, like, a psychology expert by any means or anything, but it's very easy and safe to say Danny is a narcissist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and just, like... Very easy to say. And also just from the very beginning of the movie, even before the lies and stuff start, we can just see that she is just pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it's like the movie is really smart and makes that like unraveling and everything more impactful that it's like a relationship 
she has with somebody that she's been lying to about everything and like being kind of fucked up in is still probably the most genuine relationship she has ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really insane. Um, and it helps that again, like the acting of like that both Zoe Deutsch and uh, Mia Isaac do in this movie is fantastic and it really helps to just sell everything more like mm-hmm. is it, like it, this movie is very much a comedy but like i think with the wrong people in these roles it could have veered too much into comedy yes and it needed to stay grounded mm-hmm. i wholeheartedly agree i i think the entire time that this movie was being filmed, these actors knew, <laughs> like, the roles that they were in and the setting that they were in. 100%. It, it was just done so well. Like, because I feel like, again, we're coming from, like, a time for comedies where it was, like, really weirdly, like, they had to be so cartoonish. And, you, like, if you want, like, a cartoon toony kind of comedy you could just animate it <laughs> you don't need to have uh well and i think i think where this movie did get a lot of big praise that i will kind of echo is that it's like specifically in actual hollywood the like anti-cancel culture sentiment is very strong mm-hmm. even from like more left-leaning oh god yeah sides of it and stuff so it was genuinely refreshing to see her just deal with the consequences of her actions at the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> insanely refreshing to see that because it's like, you do feel a little bad for her with how far some of these people are taking the yeah. hate for her after this happens. Like, obviously, like, doxing people is never, never okay. acceptable. <laughs> yeah. And death threats and, like, all that kind of stuff. But it's like she moves back with her parents and like she's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like refreshing to see that with everyone she maybe could have had a relationship with, it's like she's not going to be able to now because she did a lot of fucked up things. Yeah. And she has to deal with that. And hopefully she will be able to learn from that and grow and be a better person. But I like that it leaves it just where it leaves it. Where it is, yeah. No, it's incredibly real for that. I I genuinely, it is refreshing because, again, like, you just said, like, cancel culture, I don't know, like, it it seems more of a buzzword than, like, an actual culture, (laughs) you know? Oh, fully, because like I said earlier, even in the context of this, it's, like, probably most people will move on within, like, a month or two. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know a single person who's been like heavy air quotes canceled um, where like it hasn't blown over and they're still doing the exact same thing that they've been doing just like a couple months later. Uh, Cough, Shane Dawson, cough, big example. Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star, (laughs) a lot of beauty YouTubers. Yeah. Um, I think Jeffree Star, enduring cockroach. I think in the weirdest way, the like, closest to like full-on canceled like 
that has actually happened is more within like gaming YouTube. Mm. PewDiePie is hanging on like a cockroach, like Jeffrey yeah. Star, but like I have not seen John Tron once since all that shit came out. And thank God, because he was like insane. <laughs> oh, fully, but it's still like it's just not really any to... more insane than like the Jeffrey Star. And no, such. never. But at it's least, just, like, it doesn't seem like he was able to regain a following or anything. So it's like, it's like weirdly, there are few and far between spaces where people seem to actually like stick to not letting these yeah. people have a platform again. It's genuinely crazy. It's like, I can think of a lot of gaming YouTubers where it's like, oh, fuck, we've like this person's fucked up and the people immediately drop them or at least like it's like really fucked up that you were openly admitting to following them and their numbers have dropped a lot and then consistently forever no but it's really interesting because like that's like really interesting dichotomy because it's like in general on the internet gamers are like the The worst worst. people yeah so it is interesting that that's one of the spaces that overall because again pewdiepie is still Mm mm-hmm going viral every once in a while and stuff but it's like for the most part they do seem like that section of youtube seems to be the best at not giving people a platform when they don't deserve it anymore so it's really interesting and that is not really what to like not something to get into here but it is interesting i think it's mostly because like (laughs) a lot of their crimes um, are pedophilia, which is kind of like real fucked up if you continue to support a pedophile. That is true. Um, but we should not be giving a pass to racist people who know how to put foundation on. Literally. <laughs> Literally no different. Um, and I can confidently say that I've never watched Shane Dawson or Jeffree Star in all of my time on YouTube. Uh, as a as a 25-year-old at the time of this recording. Because um, I'm about... I'm over halfway to my birthday, so at some point this is inaccurate. Well, at, at, at any point, it could be inaccurate when I state my age. Um, but... <laughs> Like, I've never viewed their content. I never, like, watched anything that they did. Um, and then I found out about the shit that they did, and I was like, I'm actually not going to go back and watch a backlog to, to make my own decision, you know? Like, when you hear someone's yeah, racist or Shane that. Dawson. <laughs> well, and that applies to Shane Dawson as well. Yeah, <laughs> but also, like, a lot going there's a on lot there. more. Like the bestiality as well. Yeah, like I don't know. But but in the case of a (laughs) Danny Sanders, it's like she's absolutely going to just get a job in business or something in like Mm -hmm. a a year once this stuff blows over. Absolutely. She's absolutely going to use her parents' connections and she's just going to get a job in business. And if she's especially smart and crafty she's actually going to get a job in politics after all this shit oh god yeah jesus it's like so i'm glad that they do have her actually dealing with the consequences because because in real life somebody like her probably wouldn't really have that many no 
I just, I, I think, it, like, it's good to show, like, the quote-unquote cancellation because, again, cancel culture, I feel like, as a term, has blown up more than the effectiveness of the idea. Literally. Um, <laughs> it's just become one of those it's a buzzword. right-wing buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, like, kind of encapsulate any criticism you should receive. Um which is to say, uh, if you're getting this criticism where it's like, it feels like the woke mob uh, <laughs> is after you, it's like, maybe you're saying some shit that, like, shouldn't be said. <laughs> well, exactly. And it's, we've never shied away from our own political no. viewpoints or anything on this podcast. So I will just outright say right here that, like, most of the, like, quote unquote woke ideologies have, like, 70 plus approval ratings in the United mm-hmm. States. And it's like, so if you were saying shit that is getting you quote unquote canceled, you are saying shit that the vast majority of people don't agree with mm-hmm. and you deserve to be called out for it. And then it's like also just like people like this that like make the careers off of, especially in this day and age, like I feel like it was easier to divorce yourself from your audience's viewpoints, like unless you were like really cultivating an image, like in the 90s and even like the 2000s but like people in this day and age where like a lot of your fan base has like a lot of direct interaction with you and you like know exactly what they want and it's and for these influencers it's a self-made you really have to cater to someone otherwise you're not doing you're not getting any benefit um they're just kind of teetering towards the ideas of the masses that they feel are going to give them the most money fully Um, and it's uh dare i say cringe to not like i don't give a shit if stuff that we say (laughs) like makes people not want to give us money people are already like barely giving us money Uh, but like sorry if like uh a bigot doesn't want to support this pot i don't i'm not changing this belief we don't want bigots to support this podcast and if you're like exclusively coming in to like a a content creation idea to cater towards this group um that's fucking stupid literally (laughs) you are a sellout before you even have a product to sell you're selling your your face your identity to this idea yeah um again like it's just kind of embarrassing like looking at Alex Jones as like I I get I want to say like the forefather for this. He's been doing it for so fucking long. Like, and at the beginning it was all like, oh, this is a parody of like right wing, and it's like, look at you now. <laughs> You've become what you embarrassing fucking face of yes <laughs> the right wing. Like a living tomato. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you will not see me pandering to shit. I have my own thoughts and beliefs. And I will express them on my platform as I see fit. <laughs> no, exactly. And, like, I also, and this is something that, like, people that are making their money off of that cannot say. I I can grow and I can learn um given new perspective you know like it's not hard because i'm a human being and i'm making content to talk about media that i either love or hate 
um, <laughs> or have thoughts on, you know? Yeah. No, we're, literally. We're not doing this to, like... Cultivate anything. Yes, exactly. I'm cultivating an hour um, a week with my best friend. <laughs> that's no, literally, that's just... That's always been the intent of this. Is like, mm-hmm. obviously, very glad to anyone who listens and yeah. gets anything out of this. But at the end of the day, it's like we are here to watch stupid little things together because mm-hmm. we're friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just cannot imagine like committing myself so fully to being like a brand. No, or like. And in this movie's case, like committing yourself so fully to the to the idea of being a workhorse for content that you feel other people are going to enjoy, like this main character, and it, you've said it at the beginning of this episode, she's never been like a person for herself. She's been a person to kind of cultivate a likable image, no matter what group she's kind of doing that for. Fully. And it's just, if you're not at least partially, genuinely you, what's the fucking point? (laughs) Literally. What are you bringing to the table in whatever you're doing? Exactly. If you are not actually genuinely bringing your own viewpoint to at least some extent. Yes, it's like, what can you really say about anything if it doesn't come from a lens where you are examining it? from at least a little bit of experience or empathy. If you're not genuinely your own person, can you really do that? (laughs) And that's why she's a photo editor, I guess. Yeah. No, the choice to have her be a photo editor and not actually a writer is such a smart one because Mm -hmm. it is like, as we see throughout this movie, she is like on a technical level good at like cultivating an image. Mm Mm-hmm. Just in the, even just looking at like the costume design and like the way they have her hair and everything, oh, yeah. it's like she's fully in an aesthetic sense, like she understands what people want to see, but in an actual connecting with other human beings sense, she doesn't know anything. No, it is really interesting and really smart of the movie. Yeah, I, like again, I don't feel like this is the smartest movie ever made, but I feel like this movie understands no, what it's trying to depict. This is—I don't think this is like groundbreaking or like mm-hmm. anything like that. But I do think it like knew what it was trying to do and was successful in that. Oh, absolutely! And like <laughs> again, it, it's just—it's so much easier. I feel for like movies to really like as long as this appeals so majorly to the message which is to say like it is kind of nothing um and i guess now two hours or more still fucking mad about that i don't want to sit for a two hour long movie yeah why are movies so long now doing (laughs) that (laughs) Um, shout out to this movie for being barely over an hour and a half yes thank god because if they tried to make me sit with this girl for two hours i think the movie would have fallen apart a lot more absolutely we would not be here we would have scrapped this episode (laughs) as it it stood a cool hundred minutes of her digging her own grave perfectly watchable 
and absolutely. We haven't actually talked about like the actual comedy of it very much, but it's like this is a genuinely funny movie. Mm-hmm. Even in the like some of the darker things, it's like like the stuff with Colin and like her doing <laughs> all of this for Colin, only to get <laughs> only to have him come inside her at an influencer party in the bathroom, like a solid. 40 minutes into the movie or whatever <laughs> is like really fucking funny like <laughs> and then her being like immediately like, like oh god he sucks and then yeah, never like, talking to him again no, and it's, it's like girl what were you expecting <laughs> he's, a, he's a weed influencer who puts on a black scent to sell weed on the internet like god exactly when Harper's like Colin you're from Maine and he immediately is just like okay switches I know things about you too, Harper. <laughs> it's genuinely one of the funniest fucking funny. <laughs> And I feel like Dylan O'Brien is having such a fun time being a Justin Bieber parody. Yeah. From that time where, like, every white celebrity that was, like, really famous from the point that they were a tween onward was like, well, I'll just be a white black person. Yeah. That is something that you should be ridiculed for. Looking at you, Justin and Ariana. Um, and Miley. <laughs> Controversial, and Miley. I guess. Um, because she's still got stands out there. Uh, but like, I'm not forgetting. <laughs> no. I have you not should not have been I will doing not that. ever forget. No. <laughs> you should not have been doing that. Well, especially with her because it was more intentional with her because she did it uh-huh. on purpose to set herself apart from her Disney character. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we have not forgiven. It's so crazy to me because, like, I think about, like, the people that were, like, ex-Disney, like, girlies, quote-unquote, that are, like, still kind of kicking now, or, or at least seeing a research. Selena Gomez um, has continued on with, like, the kind of same level, I guess, for just being genuine. Well, and even as as much as people don't like them for it, it's like at least Demi Lovato has always just been Demi exactly. Lovato. <laughs> oh my god! Like she's been given a shit hand, or sorry, they they they, <laughs> they, they use she yeah. pronouns, so you're fine. Oh yay! <laughs> I did but, not know that one. Um, yes. <laughs> but they've been getting. <laughs> I they've been given a genuinely yes. shit hand both from Disney and everything and just from life but they've stayed who they are 100% of the time for better and I appreciate that God, and Selena I've Gomez been is talking all fucking week and it's now catching up to me sorry <laughs> Selena Gomez is almost interesting in the way of like I don't feel Selena Gomez is that genuine but she's very good at curating the image she's curated because there has been rumors for years and years and years about her severe coke addiction oh shit and she's like barely ever showed that in public but yeah a lot of the times she's like taking a break there are a lot of sources to corroborate that she was in rehab that's insane and she's just hidden it a lot better than demi who just hasn't tried to hide that no Demi seems really which makes me respect Demi more. (laughs) No, yeah, but 
<laughs> not the time or place to be no. talking about the former Disney stars. We've gone all over. Um, I don't. I don't know we that I have. We talked about like, our coworker. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I think I don't know that I have much more to say about this movie itself, other than that, like it was a good movie. Like it achieved uh-huh. what it set out to do. I like not groundbreaking. It. Not like the best movie of all time. Shouldn't be like winning awards. No, this but is it not was good. something to rally against or behind. No, it was just a good movie. It was a good fucking movie. I, I thought they had fun uh, yeah. making it. Um, I had fun watching it. I <laughs> I thought it, like, I don't know. It, it captured, like, a population that I feel is so rarely this accurate. Like, I'm not saying this is, like, incredibly accurate, but, like, this well depicted. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. It... Because I, I can't, not a secret that like Hollywood execs don't understand what like their main demographic are actually like. Uh, right. This being the young people, quote unquote. Um, nobody fucking, they don't get, they don't ever depict people of this age race accurately. I'm not. This is not accurate, and it wasn't supposed to be because it is again satirical and a black comedy. And exactly. th- <laughs> if this was actually accurate to like who this character is supposed to be, TikTok would have been a much bigger part of this than the Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff. But like, I'm glad we didn't try to go there because they wouldn't have been able to do as well as they did if they tried to connect to the youth more. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but. All of that to be said, just like this is a good movie, and I I would recommend it if you have an hour mm-hmm. and a half to kill. Super kill easy it. to watch. It was funny. Really good movie for when you just have nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, I guess that kind of has stabled. Uh, the... Seems to have. Stabilized. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We've put it in a stable. It's eating a lot of it's hay. It's a horse now. It's a horse <laughs> now. Um, it came out as a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I have a job where I talk consistently to a lot of people constantly. I, at the end of the day, there are several words that are fighting to get said at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Uh, terrible way to live um don't work an office job where you make phone calls exactly would rather die <laughs> but we're uh at twitter uh we're on tw- jesus christ we're on i mean twitter. At twitter is fine but <laughs> we're twittering at dumb bitch binge <laughs> join us there every friday or as close as we can we tweet when the episode goes live you can join us next week. We are going to be drastically switching gears. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to talk about a newer of the quote-unquote Netflix original yeah. animes. Uh, Tear My Romai Novi. Um, or something of the ilk. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I will be referring to it by something else. We'll get into that in the next episode. <laughs> but excited to talk about it i enjoyed it more than i thought i would (laughs) all that being said thank you for listening this has been dumb bitch binging